episode number is this, ma'am? Eight. eight. This is episode Ooh. number eight. Eight out of ten for the first season. I know things. For those keeping track at home. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope welcome, you liked welcome. the other episodes. Um, who are we talking about today, ma'am? I have literally no idea. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one because um, I didn't know that much about them to begin with, mm-hmm. um, and when I started doing the research, I was like, oh no. There's a lot of complicated science in this. No! Mav, I refuse. And I knew that I didn't want to talk about science and that you didn't want to talk about science. So th- we are going to be yada, yada, yada through their life's work. Love that. So. Love that. Um, you can Google their life's work. This is not what this podcast is about. Yeah. So sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We did uh, move another 300 years forward in history. We're in the oh, 18 into the 18. 19. Ooh. Hundreds, not centuries. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you want to know how to break up. There we go. We probably can't help you. Maybe. Doubt it. At the very least, <laughs> this is how uh, Marie and Pierre Curie did it. I, or didn't do it. Or didn't alert. do it. Okay. All right. So, real quick, what do you know about Marie Marie Curie? Literally, who is that? All right. <laughs> I love uh, start from the beginning. She's a scientist? Yeah. Because I got some context clues yeah. there. Marie Curie? Marie Curie. What's the guy's name? Pierre. Pierre. All right. Marie Curie was born Maria Splitowski. Splitowski? Splitowska, maybe? Splitowska. All right. I didn't look up all the Polish pronunciations, and I probably should have. She's Polish. She was born in, Wars- in Warsaw. And no, on November 7th, 1867. She's oh. the youngest of five children. November 7th, she's a Scorpio. Is she? Gang, gang. Um, she was born in Warsaw, and at the time, Warsaw was a part of the Russian Empire. Ooh. Um, 1867 in the U.S., Lincoln's already dead. Ooh. We're in the middle of some reconstruction bang, drama. Bang, 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 it's bang, not bang. going super well for us over here, but the civil war is over. He was assassinated. So slavery is over. Supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, her family were very proudly Polish. Okay. Uh, which was not a thing you were really allowed to be in the Russian empire. You know? Right. You weren't you allowed to sort of, be proudly they Russian. Be pr- yeah. Um, sure. That makes sense. But her family definitely had a streak of revolutionary in them, like earlier. Uh, older generations of her family had sort of fought for revolution, stuff like that. Okay. Her older, uh, both of her parents were educated, reg- educators. I'm so sorry. Oh, but so they were uh, educated. They were, Love that. They for were them. both teachers. Uh, her mom was the teacher, and I think basically a principal of a girls' boarding school before, um, and even I think while. Uh, she had kids and then her dad was a teacher and I think also a principal at a boys school so okay. her uh, boys and girls didn't go to school together at this time I don't know obviously I have no, no idea I'm gonna say all they I can didn't. do is give you the information that I have but they didn't her older sister like her old I think her oldest sister died of typhus when she was when Marie was seven that sucks and then her mother died of tuberculosis Yikes! when Marie was 10. So by the age of 10, her sister and her mother are dead. She Tragic. Does have, she does uh. have um, 
I think at least two other sisters, but well, like one of them has done. She doesn't give a shit about the other two. No, she does. I'm just like letting you know that. Yeah. When I bring up a sister later, you're not going to be like, she died. No. What was her sister's name that I died? didn't write it down. Oh. <laughs> I didn't write that down. Uh, after that, she attended uh, boarding school and she graduated in 1883, 16, almost 17. We love an educated girly. She is the most, like, she's very educated. Yeah, she's smart. Smart. She pants. wanted to continue her education, but she didn't really have the money for it. Ooh. So her and her sister, Braniswava. What? Braniswava. Braniswava. Braniswava? Yeah. What a name. We'll call her Brawny. <laughs> I feel like that would be a normal nickname, but anyway. Brawny. They Why kind is of... she, her name is Maria, and everyone else's name, like, Yeah, I don't fucking know. Chocolaba. Like, um, what the fuck is happening? They kind of made a deal where uh, her sister would go and get an education... To become like a doctor, I think. Which the one that that's alive. Braniswola. Braniswola. Yeah. Do not bring up the dead sister to me again. We're done talking about her. <laughs> I don't even know her name. Yeah. Don't no bring one. Her up. No she's one dead does. But she's got two that are still alive. Yeah. She's got some. I don't. I didn't write down how many. Oh. Well, Braniswola. She, she was the youngest of five. I thought she was the oldest. No, she was the youngest of five. Her one of her older siblings died. Yeah, and her mom. And her mom. So that would mean she would be the youngest of four after one of them died. And they're all girls? No, there are boys, but I don't know the makeup. I don't oh. know the breakdown. Okay. But I Bernice know she Fawad at least has one more sister, Bernice Fawad. Is the important one. Yeah, she's hanging out. Uh, Bernice Fawad is going to go and uh, go to Paris and study to become a doctor. Good for her. And um, Maria is going to go and be a governess and help pay... For part of Bernice Wobbe's education. And then What's the governess mean again? That's not... It's like a live-in tutor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we talked about this in some other episode. It sounds so, more important than it is. <laughs> yeah, she didn't want to be a governess. <laughs> but she, uh, she didn't do great at, like, her first governess place, and she went to a different one. But eventually she ends up with this family where um, she falls for their son... Whose oh, okay. name is Kazimieris. C- what? I have no idea if I said that right. Kazimieris. We'll call him Kazi. 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 His parents were not happy about this Ooh. because she doesn't come from a very wealthy family and they were a wealthy family. Oh. And he, uh, Man. they were like, we're going to disown you. These dynamics still exist today, Mavin. Yeah. I don't. I don't. We were just get talking it. about it with Anne Boleyn. Like it's the same fucking thing, right? Yeah. Where they were like, she's not good enough to marry in. That's true. And there was a lot of back and forth between the two of them in their relationship between Marie and Kazi, where it was like, I don't care what my family said, I'm going to marry you, and no, actually, we need to break up. Whatever. Like it was the back and forth of that for a long time. Yeah. Until finally, he caved to his family, and broke it off with her and then she said i don't know if she said it but she gave up on love and focused on her studies wow she said fuck men i mean that's not a good start i would be pretty disheartened too if that yeah happened. i don't yeah i didn't love that for her because mm-hmm. he seems like uh annoying. was he a dick also Kazi, or was just his family a dick Kazi went on to become a mathematician like he got a phd in math while they were together okay hmm and it's he, boring. Uh, well, he went on to work at a 
university that had a statue of her and he was like he would like look on it fondly so i think even he kind of saw it as like the one that got away you well it shouldn't have been a dick kazi too, too bad too bad so sad bud so in 1890 her sister bernie Swoboda, was now married to a polish doctor and they invited maria Is to she move. also a doctor I don't. I think so. She went but to I, school to go. To I think she a did, but I don't know if she finished. I don't actually um, know. I didn't keep looking into this. Her sister is married to a Polish doctor in Paris, and they invite Maria to come live with them. Okay. She doesn't go immediately because she doesn't have enough money yet. So she does a little Brasova bit more work. Or no, Maria. 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 She becomes Maria. Maria as soon as she goes to Paris. So right now, I guess she's still Maria. Oh, she changed her name. It's okay. kind of like Maria's the Paris. Like, French version of Maria. Or Mary, to be honest. Mm. Like, Maria is just the French version of that. Okay, but so she's living in Russia still? Or Poland? Poland. 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 She stays in Poland. She helps their father, who's in kind of ill health. Uh. And is saving back money. And studying still on her own. And then um, in 1891, she does go to Paris. So she just sort of takes... And her sister, Braswava... Bronisova. <laughs> her sister's in Paris. Yes. With her hubby. With her husband. And they're both doctors. Doing I don't know if they're both doctors. Doctor things. At the very least, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. She, it's hard with, like, women. She might be. Of course it is. Of course you it know, is. It's hard to know if she got the education, was able to use it or not. fucking gives a shit about women, you know? Yeah. Who cares? So, in at, near the end, like, in November of 1891, at the age of 24 years old, she moves to Paris. She did actually, as a part of her story, the fact that she's Polish in France uh-huh. was hard for her. Why? People uh, were prejudiced against her for being a foreigner. Oh, because she's... Wait, what? Yeah. I thought she was Polish. She's Polish, but she's in France. Oh, she's in France. The French don't like anybody. Uh-uh. They don't even like themselves. Sometimes so. they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a facade. <laughs> They're just lying to themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So she started to study at the Sorbonne. Oh, she goes to Which school? is the University of Paris. I'm going to call it the University of Paris instead Sorbonne. of that French word. Sorbonne. What's she studying? A science? Yeah. Okay. Physics, chemistry. But she's, so she's still hanging out with her sister though, yeah? She's living, uh, actually she lives with her sister for a little while and then she moves into her own apartment. Oh. And it's like a really shitty apartment that like she almost freezes in in like the cold winters in France because she can't afford to heat the room. So she just like lays, she'll like lay in her bed covered with all of her clothing. Oh. To keep warm. Like it was, she. That seems illegal. You know? She definitely like, I mean, probably not in 18... That's what I'm saying. It probably fucking sucked to live back then. Yeah. If you're poor, you're dead. Anyway, she's studying at the University of Paris. So I won't. After a lot of hard work and harsh conditions, like the... She had to, like, carry her own coal up six flights of stairs to try and heat her little room kind of thing. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, She graduated in 1893 with a a physics degree. She got a physics degree in 1893, and then she got a second degree in 1894. I'm guessing chemistry, but I don't know for sure. She's so smart, smart, smart pants. Please ask a question. She sounds attractive. Um, was Was her sister... In like a nice, they, were they well off? Probably no. Right? I think doctors. her her sister lived in like Little Warsaw. You know, they have Little Italy, Chinatown. You know, 
She was in the neighborhood with all the other people from Poland in France. But her husband's a I'm doctor. Not sh- yeah, but I'm not sure how... I'm not sure. Oh. There's no indication that they were, like, wealthy. Mm-hmm. They clearly had enough room that they could have her live with them. Yeah. But I think they were also, like, having kids then, too. So I'm not uh, sure if they had, like... All the space. Yeah. But they at least had, like, heat and stuff. And she had heat. She just had to go get it. Oh. I'm not sure that they had... I don't think they had, like... Heaters. Right, like, yes, n- maybe not, like, el- electric heaters. The electric but, like, light bulb is new. But, like, there had to be a way, right? Or else everyone I think would you be, had, like, I freezing to death in their apartment. I think you had fireplaces and you had, candles, like, stoves, you know? You just turn the stove on? Yeah. What about but it's the not gas? Like, you don't have gas. Or what about you don't the- have a gas stove. Yeah, but what- <laughs> That's why you get the charcoal. I know, but what about the fumes from the fire of the stove? Do you need to, like, air those out? You got a window. Okay. I don't okay. know. I don't think it was good. They did not have. They probably had chimneys. I'm, she might have had a fireplace. She the utilities are lacking. But yeah. what you're saying is her sister d- didn't really live much better than she did. Uh, I'm saying that I don't believe her sister was wealthy. Oh. So I think she may have lived a little better, but just in the way that like. She had a doctor for a husband. No, just in the way that they had an, a spare bedroom in their house and she couldn't afford a spare. So she started working in the lab of Professor Lippmann. Professor Lippmann. She studied the effects of magnets on various types of metals. Seems kind of interesting, I guess. But she needed more space for her equipment. Uh-huh. And so uh, they had to go, like, looking for a new lab for her to be in. Okay. She was introduced to Pierre Curie in hopes that uh, she could work in his laboratory. Ah, what a meat cute. Yeah. How old is this Pierre? Pierre, Pierre Curie, was born in Paris on May 15th, 1859. So he's eight years older than she is. Well, that's, I guess that's not horrible. So I think they met when she was 24. Hold on. She was 27. He was 35. Okay. Not, not bad. His father was a doctor. Of course. Who taught him and uh, his, I think he has a brother. I don't know if it's older or younger. Mm. Him and his brother in their early years. Like, he was basically homeschooled. Uh-huh. Um, his parents were also revolutionaries. What's like, if you go back mean? in his father's family, they were, uh, they were protesting against the French government. Okay. So, like, they got just another similarity in their backgrounds. Yeah, they were kind of... Wait, she was a revolutionary, too? Her family was. You Remember, never they mentioned were, this. Man. Yes, I did. Maybe I didn't understand. They were proudly Polish in the middle of the uh, Russian that's Empire. that's what revolutionary means? And they were pushing... Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's good for them. He got a bachelor's in science... Of science and mathematics in... At 16. Pierre? Yeah. And then he got the equivalent of a master's degree at 18 from the University of Paris. Wow. He's really smart. He fell in love around this time, but she died when he was 20. I don't have any information about this relationship, but he did lose, like, his first love at the age of 20 and kind of swore off romance after that. Yeah, damn. And just focused on science. That's so sad. He uh, couldn't afford to get a doctorate, so he became a laboratory instructor. Into the laboratory that he had that she could work in. He did, um, he had at this point already done some good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had invented, him and his brother together had invented this thing that was a really precise way of measuring 
I think any kind of electric spark or something like that. Like it was a it was a tool that could measure something that they were all looking into. So it was like super helpful that he had made that. Okay. That's all I've got for that. <laughs> As I said, it was very sciencey, and I was just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I understand all the words that you're saying. I'm retaining nothing. <laughs> so in 1894, they began to work together. Okay. Marie and Pierre. Marie and Pierre starting their journey of love. Their shared interests started to draw them together, as we already discussed. They both have... Revolution. Like, yeah. And I don't mean that their parents, like, started revolutions, but yeah, they were definitely raised in a more politically radical environment, both of them in their own way. Activists. They're both clearly very interested in science, yeah. and they both had that terrible first jump at love. What happened to her love again? He, oh, he was oh, just the a guy who, douche. like, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, I forget they, his name. Yeah. Who cares? He sucks. So, um, Pierre started to think of her first as his muse, and then they started a romantic relationship. He proposed. So fast. They and were moving she did What? Um, she didn't immediately accept his proposal because, like we said, she had sworn off. How, love. how, where, where are we at in their relationship? I, I, the only year I've got for you is 1894. That's when they met, though. Yeah. And then they he proposed the same it's year. Been, yeah, they're hanging out for a few months. Wow. I don't fucking know. Wow, things move fast in the eighteen whatevers. So she didn't she didn't say yes or no at first, oh. but eventually she did agree. She went back to Warsaw for like summer vacation that year. Uh huh. The year of eighteen ninety four. And they, you know, they would send letters back and forth to each other. This is a heavy jam-packed year, man. Of him, basically. Why they just met? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. They just met and they're writing letters to each other back and forth. Like, it's not... Yeah, but he proposed already. Um, yeah, he did propose, but it's not like... I don't think that's that weird. <laughs> within a year? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's that weird now to propose within a year. And I definitely don't think it was that weird back in the 1890s. Something's weird. When you're not boning. You know what I mean? Like, Something's... Honestly, if you're... <laughs> I don't know if they're not boning, but, like, overall... That's even like weirder. accepted... That's even weirder. Well, that's fine. I love I innocent, mean, like, cute love. I don't. I don't know if they were boning or not. That's their, that's their business. I hope so. Not mine. How are you going to marry like, someone you don't even know if you but like? But what them I mean like is, that. in the 1890s, it wasn't accepted that you were having premarital sex. So you right because you're. I get one of them. I think are super religious, but you know what I mean. Like it wasn't a societal thing that you're yes. like, hooking up with a bunch of different no, people you, and dating you, around. You're not testing the waters to make sure that you like. So it. I don't think it's that weird to meet each other and like. And all of a sudden, get married like, within a year. Married? Do you think he did that just so they could sleep together? No. I, there's no indication of that. I think he just liked her. All right. Anyway, she goes back home. Pierre, to, go off. She's going, she's back home in Poland. They're writing letters back and forth. Yeah. And he even goes as far as to say that he will come to Poland and, like, get a job teaching French because he loves her that much. He'd give up all of the, you know, the science that they do here oh, to be with her. That's really sweet. It is really cute. Pierre earned his doctorate in 1895, back in Paris. We're back in Paris now. Wait. He keeps offering her, like, come live with me in Paris, come back. She does come back, but she doesn't live with him. She gets her own place. She's independent. Yeah. We love it. That was another big thing. She didn't want to give up her independence and marry him. I I feel that. But he got his doctorate in 1895, and at that same time, Marie wrote home and announced to her family that they were engaged. Okay. So they got married on July 26, 1895. It was just a courthouse wedding, but her father and her sister were there. That's sweet. Yeah. 
supportive fam. They honeymooned by bicycling through the north of like northern France. That sounds hard, but also fun. I mean, true. I like riding a bike. For the first year of their marriage, they did everything together. You know, they went to their parties. They did all the they consummated stuff it together. Yeah, sure. They, they went to, to you know, but they did all the after work stuff that you do with your partner. Yeah, you, you know, they go to the to theater, the, you go to the plus to, one to dinner, you go to these parties. Yeah. Uh, but then they also work together in their lab still. Could get messy, but right now it seems it doesn't get messy for them actually. I love that. Yeah. Not really. I mean, the movies and stuff based off of her have tried to make it seem like it does, but all the books that I read made it yeah. seem like they're really it really wasn't like that. Well, that's good. Uh, their first child, Irene, was born September 12, 1897. Hey, Virgo, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Uh, back in the lab, they were working with uranium. It's not good, Matt. Someone's going to die. They don't know that, though. Oof. Oof. In 1895, Wilhelm Rungen, Rung, <laughs> Rungen, a scientist, he discovered x-rays. And then in 1896, Henri Becquerel. If you just make that noise, I feel like you pronounce it correctly in French, but I probably didn't. He discovered that uranium uh, emitted X-ray-like rays. So like a guy discovered uranium, a guy discovered X-rays, and then a different guy was like, I think that might be uranium. Wait, but I'm really not sure. I thought re- uranium was already discovered. They were working with it, Marie. And yes. Pierre. Well, this is before that. Huh. What? Hold on. What? They get married in 1895. Yeah. A year. A whole fucking year after they met. Congrats. They had their baby in 1897. Wow, they're really moving fast. The guy discovered x-rays in 1895, and then in 1896 someone said that uranium emits x-ray light rays. So uranium was already like in the So it's the all mix. happening at the same time. Yeah. Uranium. They didn't discover uranium. No, they were working with they it. Just... And the guy that I said, he discovered that uranium emitted x-ray light rays. So uranium already exists. He already knew what uranium was when he looked yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. said this emits x-ray light rays. Yes. Okay. Um, using a machine, the machine that Pierre invented, which is called the electrometer, did you mention that before this, right yeah. now? Him and his brother invented a machine that helped. It was like a really sensitive measuring device. Oh, yeah, device. that measured electric shock or something. I don't know what it measured. I don't know science well enough. But uh, she used that machine, and she was able to see that uranium created electric charges in the air around it. Uh-huh. So the electrometer was able to... It was sensitive enough to be able to read that. Okay. And so she hypothesized that this was from the atom itself and not a molecular reaction within the air. She was saying that the atom itself is creating the charge. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Not gonna doubt you, Marie. Yeah, I got nothing but, uh, sounds right. Sounds plausible to me. <laughs> she checked other substances for the same kind of electro, electro, electrometer activity. Mm-hmm. And she began to think that they all that all of these things contained another element that was actually doing that th- that reading. Okay. So it's not that they're all emitting this electric thing. It's that they all contain something. Uh-huh. They all contain the same thing that's emitting that. Okay. So, uh, by now, Pierre kind of dropped what he was doing in the laboratory and went over to help her. Sure. So he was like, I think your thing's more interesting. So it we'll is. Both, we'll both work together on this. And yeah. so they started working together on that. 
and discovering what uranium does. Yeah, it gets to the point where uh, when you look over their notes, it's like Pierre's notes and then Marie's notes will be like right on top of them, right next to them. They're they're doing it together. Okay. So in July of 1898, Pierre and Marie published their findings. They're also publishing really quickly, I should just say. So like the guys, uh, X-ray in 1895, the guy discovered the uranium emits things that look like x-rays in 1896 huh. you have to publish really quickly so that you can get credit for what you oh, find yes because people are kind of doing this all at the same time all over the place first come first serve yeah so in so july 1898 pierre marie published the finding of a new element Ooh. called polonium <gasps> polonium after poland polonium polonium and then on december 26 1898 they announced a second new element radium and they coined the term radioactivity. These are just, I mean, so cool, but also yeah. so dangerous. Yeah. They don't know that, though. No, I know. They don't know that. They are, all of the things that we do to protect ourselves from x-rays, I know. they had no idea. No, they're just out there. There's out there fucking raw dog they and said, the fucking uranium and plutonium I even and read radium. and, like, heard that she had a little, like, test tube of radium. Just next to her bedside. On her pillow while she slept. Wow. You're crazy, Marie. You're wild. Just open radioactive chemicals. Just wild, wild, All around them. They're breathing it in. Yeah, you're dead. The the way that you get... Gross. I think that the way that you get radium out of these other uh, substances... You suck them out. You um, break them down until they're a powder. Like, if it's a rock, you break it down into a powder, and then you, like, boil it out, and you have to do all kinds of stuff that makes, Uh like, the air in your laboratory... Yeah, pretty fucked to- up too. Pretty toxic. It's all toxic. Um, they didn't patent these discoveries uh, because they wanted people to be able to do um, experiments and investigate off of the stuff that they did. Oh sure, okay. Um, and they didn't want to stifle the ability for people to use this new element. And boy, did people fucking use this new element radium went crazy it was like a fad in the late 1890s what do you use early it 1900s. for oh what do you use what should you use it for fucking nothing because it's radioactive and it absolutely will fuck with you yeah but i mean what do you what, but what they did use it for mm-hmm. is it was like this new thing that they thought was going to be a cure-all wonder drug not marie and pierre like other people mm-hmm. 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 the they would put radium Oh, it also was, it was easier to separate than um, polonium. And once you, it emitted this like light green color. Radium? Yeah. Okay. Or like, I don't, I say light green. It's like a green light. Okay. It like glows like a piece of radio. Like, you know, yeah, like, like a cartoon piece. It fucking glows radioactive. Like yeah. It glows. Wow. So they used it in paint. There's actually this movie called Radium Girls. I think it's, I'm sure it's based off a book because it's based off of real people. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's this watch factory in, I want to say New York, that they used radium paint on the numbers so the numbers would glow in the dark. Oh. And they had girls individually paint on the radium paint on all the numbers of the watches. Mm-hmm. And in order to get the fine enough point at the top of your paintbrush, you would just lick it. To, you know, to get the point and then dip it in your radium paint and paint on the number and then lick it again. And so they were eating little bits of this paint every day. And they died of a horrible, lo- yeah. painful uh, death. Yeah. they. I think they had to sue the company and stuff. What the fuck is that shit? But so it's in paint that it's almost like black light paint, you know, it'll leave a glow. Yeah. 
Um, I'm you, they it's a fucking wild time to be alive. They kept it in toothpaste. They used it in spas. Like toothpaste. They would, have it, they would have it as a salt bath, kind of. It's like y'all wanted to all just die. They put it in cigarettes. Well, then you're just. I mean, and they put it on jewelry, and it was used to clean. It was used to cure everything from baldness. The fuck are you putting it in cigarettes for? I guess just layer on the sick. I think it was supposed to cut down on on fucking cancer. I think it cut down on the tar or something that you would use. I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't. I'll tell you what, though. It wasn't better for you. No, it was used to cure everything from baldness to arthritis. Exponentially worse. Okay. Well. So, that's what that's what the rest of the world was doing. While Pierre and Marie were just trying to figure out how to get it, what yeah. it was, you know. They were trying to what's do going normal on with all things. That. Right? Um, There's no 19- like FDA. There's no, no agency here. That's if like, there was, it's so new they don't even know it's dangerous yet. No. In 1900, Pierre was a professor at the university. He was made a professor at the University of Paris. The ah. one that they've been at this whole time. Congrats to In him. In 1902, her father died, so she went back to Warsaw. Oh, so. damn. In June 1903, they were invited to the Royal Institution in London, but only Pierre was invited to speak. Oh, my God. What so, year was this? 1903. Oh, damn. Elizabeth wasn't even fucking born yet. No. No. Someone um, else was in charge. I don't actually know. I think it was Victoria, but I don't know. I can't remember for sure. Mm. Yeah, it was, right? I don't know. Not my problem. You're asking me, Matt? Not my problem. Wrong person. Um, But only Pierre was asked to speak, so she had to go and just sit there and watch him give a speech about their discovery. Was that hard for her? I don't know. Was she, like, like, outgoing? It would have been hard for me. Boisterous? Um, She wasn't really outgoing or boisterous, but she was confident and very smart and very dedicated to science. Oh, okay. Um, in December of 1903, they were awarded the Nobel Prize. Nobel Peace Prize? Nope, the one in physics. Oh. Well, that's still, still it's the same yeah, 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 level of difficulty to get that's, it. That's pretty sweet. At first, they were only going to give the award to Pierre out of the two of them. But there was um, basically a feminist on the council for the hey. Peace Prize. And she wrote to Pierre. Or he, I can't remember if it was a he or she, but they wrote to Pierre mm-hmm. and were like, hey, they're only going to give this to you and not Marie. And Pierre was like, absolutely not. Oh, thank God. Pierre. And he wrote a letter and complained and then she got put on the award. Good for you. Marie Good was the first woman you. to win the Nobel Prize. Good for Marie too. She's the first woman to win. Um, Pierre was feeling ill because, you know, they're surrounded yeah, by radium all the time. taking its fucking toll. So they declined to accept the award in person. Smart. In December 1904, their second daughter, Eve, was born. <gasps> Into the, all the uranium and plutonium. Kind of, yeah. April 19th, 1906, Pierre was crossing a busy street. Did he get hit by a car? When he slipped and fell, and the wheel of a horse-drawn cart ran over his head <laughs> and killed him. <laughs> no. It's bad. So, yeah, both Pierre and Marie were just <laughs> living in... Wait. They had radium burns. Uh, Pierre actually had purposely burned himself with radium. Why? What to, a and he tracked the healing process. Like he, it's in his notes. Oh, yeah. They're real scientific. Like everything they're doing is scientific. Even their kids. Like Marie would measure their children weekly and like keep track. Height? Yeah. Oh. 
their height, their weight. She would like measure the size of their head and well, keep that's track smart. of it. Make sure they're so, growing but I just mean properly. They're, I just mean they're keeping track of all, all those, those kinds of statistics. And so he burned him. He gave himself uh, your, a radium burn and then yeah. just kept track of what happened on his skin as it continued. That's so crazy that. <laughs> yeah. So that those are, that's what's happening to them. They're also like I watched. I only watched one movie that was based off of her, but her and Pierre just coughed like all the time. They they just coughed. I want to say from like twenty minutes into the movie on, every single scene they coughed at least once, (laughs) and just like (laughs) like yeah, like they were chain smokers. Yeah, and they would have like the blood on their like little napkins of they just coughed all the time. But then this is how he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he died. People have uh, wondered if maybe the radium had softened his skull. Just made him overall sicker. And so he wasn't able to avoid that, you know, like tripping and falling. Yeah. Like he would have had better balance or he would have been able to get out of the way faster in time to not get hit by the cart. Yeah. If he hadn't been so sick. Did anyone blame the guy driving the cart for I running the over the, the fucking man's head? You killed a Nobel Prize winner. Sounds like you're doing a lot of How victim blaming yourself? here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're just wondering if it was a tragedy or if it also, like, the radium was also on top of it. Probably on top of both, the issue. yeah. Uh, I also think that the road he was walking on, like, he normally wouldn't have been there, but other his other routes were closed. Oh. So it was kind of just a lot of bad luck things came into place and it yeah. all happened at once. Yeah, I guess. And so. ended up with this tragedy. Like what would have been a, a lot of little issues all added up together to become one big tragedy. Yes. Got fucking She's ran over by a horse. Fucking devastated, as expected. Oh, yeah. They were I think they were married for like eleven years. Mm-hmm. So not long enough, but not long enough, but a good little chunk of time. Yeah. So that was in April of 1906. In May of 1906, Marie is offered Pierre's professorship. Okay. So, and nice. she becomes the first female professor at the University hey, of Paris. Get your bag, Marie. And she just continued her research. What a what an accomplished young woman. In 1911, she began an affair with a married <gasps> former student of Pierre's. His name was Paul Langin. <laughs> wow. Did not um, expect that from you, Marie. His wife was not happy about it. Of course not. And she went to the press. Yeeks. So, like, uh, at this point, Marie is a famous scientist in France because she's yeah. won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. yeah. She's fucking got radium. She's not, like, a celebrity, but she radium is famous. just flowing through her blood vessels right now. Other academic rivals used this scandal in the press and like they used it and they made it into like an all-out big scandal yeah when she i think she was in like warsaw at the time visiting family and then when she came back home there were people outside of her house Ooh, like picketing her yeah wow yelling mean things there's an angry mob outside her house so she had to you go hide you at know, one of you've her friends made house. it marie you've made it um eventually that kind of starts to get cleared up but the relationship doesn't survive that kind of drama oh, of course not it was never meant to survive yeah I don't think, yeah, I don't think she really was, like, pulling for this. You know, no. I think she just had She's lost just, her husband. And yeah, was licking her wounds a little bit. Yeah. That same year, so 1911, she received a second Nobel Prize. Wow. This time in chemistry. The first time was in physics. Wow. However, because of all the negative press around her, they asked her not to accept it in person. Oof. And Marie said. Harsh. No. 
<laughs> I'll be there anyway. And she came and accepted it in person. I gave a speech. Oh, love that for love her. her. Yeah. She opened the Radium Institute in August of 1914 on Rue Pierre really She's just doing so well. But she opened it on a street named after Pierre. Aw. It was cute. That is cute. She and then the same year she was made the director of the Curie Laboratory. I mean, she's sick, but she's moving, you know? I guess, yeah. Jesus. All right, then World War Two comes. Or World War One. I'm so sorry. World War One happens. Okay. What year is that? Uh, I don't know. She developed field radiology units, units so that men could be x-rayed on the field. What was basically happening is that people would hurt their legs uh. or their arms or something, and they would be amputated because they thought a broken bone, we can't heal it. It couldn't get infected. We don't have the proper medical care to ensure to that, that you're... Not on the not on the field, uh, not like on a war battlefield. Um, it was just easier to amputate and clean that one wound than like not let the, the break infected. I don't know the exact thing. Just but basically, people had existence. like sprained ankles and they were getting their foot amputated. Well, that's but if you could just X-ray, you could see it's not broken, yeah. and you don't have to do that. Yeah. So she said she started to set up like mobile X-ray units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're like. Calm down. You're, yeah. You twisted your ankle. Just she go sit down for a second. did this with the help of her now 17-year-old daughter, Irene. Her oldest daughter mm-hmm. is now 17. Mm-hmm. And they set up hundreds of... They set up hundreds of x-ray machines or, like, setups. I don't actually know if it's a machine. I don't know that it's specific. Yeah. In hundreds of field hospitals in the war area. Okay. And then okay. Uh, also 20 mobile units that were, like, trucks. That would drive around. Yeah. Look at Marie. She saved probably thousands of lives. Love that for her. They also use radon to cauterize wounds. I don't know how well that did for people, but um, I it was probably better than whatever they were doing before. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? She used her Nobel Prize money to buy war bonds. <gasps> Those were big. Those used to be very big. Yeah. Well, they just helped finance the war. Yeah. So she basically used her fortune to try and help France win World War One. Well, and she how tried did that to turn sell, out for you, Marie? Uh, well, I guess fine. She <laughs> tried to sell her actual medals because the peace, pri- the peace prize, not uh-huh. the peace prize, the Nobel Prize, uh-huh. including the Nobel Peace Prize, but the Nobel Prize period is just a gold medal. Uh-huh. It's like pure gold. Uh-huh. So she tried to sell that uh-huh. for the war effort, but the First National Bank of France would not. Or the They're French National Bank. Why? They were because they were a big sense of pride for France. The fact that they had won them. What? The fact that um, Marie had won two N- Nobel prizes. And that doesn't mean she didn't win them. Um, yeah, right? but it just they didn't they didn't want to take it from her. They okay. wanted her to have it. How nice. Guess you don't give a fuck about your country. Well, they won anyway, so. Mm. Did they? So really? after the, I mean, World War Two happened, so they didn't win it very well. Mm. After the war ended, she traveled to America to raise funds for more research and for, for her stuff. Merck. You know? Yeah. We loved her. As I knew we would. Well, she seems fine. She seems super fun. Great. Super smart lady. Yeah. Except for all this fucking poison she's got fucking just She doesn't know about around. She's starting <laughs> to think that it is, you know, not starting, but she's thought maybe her illnesses were connected to the... You can't be that, that smart and with. not make those connections. Well, now, they other know? people aren't dying from it yet. It's you know, been like it's how so many years new. now? It's just it's still pretty new though. It's been a decade at least. Anyway, she <laughs> met President Harding in 1921. Okay. He they gave her 
this like little tube of oh. radium that they had like they I'm were over like, it they were like look we made this here you know what i mean they were Stupid like we looked at what you did and yeah. we made, look we made one and i just thought that was cute oh. It would it be is like cute if it wasn't. It like, would be like if she's a world famous like cupcake chef, and they were like, "We followed your cookbook and we made you a cupcake." Like, I just think that's cute. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I have that so much. It's so fucking toxic, and thank we're all you. gonna die. But thank you. In 1922, she became a member of the International Committee. 1922. On... Yeah, yeah. Give Elizabeth four more years. She got this. She'll be born in 1926. Okay. She won't be queen though. No, while. but she'll be alive. Okay. Um, she, in 1922, she became a member of the International Committee on Intellectual Cooperation, which also included Albert Einstein. Oh, when when was he born? I don't know. Okay. I've not looked into him (laughs) at all. On July 4th, 1934, at the age of 66, Marie died of... What, what year? 34. Oh, fuck. At the age of 66, she died. I've written down the word aplastic, but I don't think that's right. Episiastic? She died of anemia, a specific kind of anemia, <gasps> likely caused by her long-term exposure. To radium. To radium. And plutonium. And and all the other oniums yeah. that are yeah. bad for you. Um, they had no idea how dangerous it was. And they had no safety protocols. They... Wait, when did they find out how dangerous it was? I don't know. Probably near the time she started dying. I think people had already so started... So many people had to have well, already died, you, No, at some point it they just, stopped selling it like it crazy. Doesn't make so at some sense. point they start to notice that it's not... It is giving negative side effects. Um, and obviously we're not that far away from atomic bombs, so they, can, they know it's bad. Uh-huh. You know? But even then, like, we were practicing atomic bombs in... I think the 50s. Practicing a ton. In the middle of the desert. Yeah, like in the middle of the desert. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were blowing it up to test the bombs. Mm -hmm. Not at all understanding the sort of terrible environmental effect it would have on the places forever, you know? Yeah. Forever and ever and ever. Anyway, uh, Pierre and Marie's daughter, Irene, also married a scientist. His name was... Frederick Joliot. Love that. She can't be doing that great. So, and actually, Irene and Didn't Frederick. Didn't they have two daughters? Yeah, they did. I'm going to get to her in just a second. Uh. I'm doing the first one. The oldest one first. Okay. Irene and Frederick did the hyphen last names. So they both went by Joliot Curie. Gang, gang. Together, they won the Nobel Prize in 1935. Wow. For discovering induced radiation. So Irene kind of took... Um, on her parents' work after they died. And even while they were still alive and was doing research into that area. That's so... What an accomplished family. Their youngest daughter, Eve, became a writer and a journalist. She wrote her mother's biography and she wrote some more investigative You gotta have one books. artsy person in the family. She married an American diplomat named Harry Henry Richards, Richardson Labouise Jr., sure. Sure, sure, sure. He was a director of UNICEF, and he won the 1965 Nobel Peace Prize. Hey. That means that the Curie family has won a total of five Nobel Prizes. Yeah, they're so, they're so accomplished, except he's kind of not really in it, but... He counts. You're <laughs> counting it. By marriage. Yeah. Sure. So, um, the Curie name, and the two of them in particular, are... Who, two? Pierre? Pierre, Pierre and Marie. Uh-huh. 
are uh, just hugely important in science, obviously. They literally discovered two elements. The OGs. And um, curium, or, yeah, curium is another element that was named after them both. What is curium? Sounds made up. I think it's got radium, it's got radioactive aspects to it as well. I don't want any part of that shit. There's also a metro station in Paris and one that's planned in Montreal that's going to be named after them. Ooh. Curie, uh, like shortened to capital C, lowercase i, is a unit of radioactivity. So like Curie? radioactivity is measured in curies. Oh. Yeah, they're super duper famous. That's so cool. Yeah. They're in the history books. They are in the history books. And only she died a painful death. Well, I think his was pretty painful, but well, he did <laughs> die... Uh, I think he died instantly as soon as that thing rolled over his head. So maybe it wasn't that painful. Maybe it was... I think it hurt at first. He died instantly, man. And then you're dead. I know, but it hurts. I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Also, he had already fallen, so maybe that was... He was already, like, kind of not there. I really like the (laughs) way that, from my... Like, there um, some of the dramatized versions of her life yeah. do sort of play up the sexism that she had to face, which um, is true, and she obviously had to face that. They do it, and they kind of conflate that with Pierre. What do you mean? Like, they'll be like, oh, he went and accepted the, like, that speech that he did that she, like, couldn't do, and they're just like, she yeah. was jealous that he got to give the speech. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, from everything I can see from all the other research, I don't think there was a lot of jealousy between them. I no, think they really were collaborators. Like unfair bullshit. Yeah. You know? I think they were just truly supportive of each other. It's it true. seems actually by far one of the healthiest that we've yeah. covered. No, I, I don't know that any of them can even compare to how. No. Is, I think that they were lucky to find each other. Each other. And I think something to Fate. be said for the fact that I'm wondering if they both would have been fine never you know, falling in love again. You know what I mean? They both sworn off love and relationships and it was kind of just, well, this one's worth it, you know? Yeah. I think that's really beautiful, Mav. I think the universe did that, you know? Yeah. They both had a pretty hard start for very different reasons. Yeah. And because they, neither one of them cared so much about love and really just poured all their energy into like their work, Mm -hmm. then they were able to find each other because I think if either one of them would have like dwelled on that shit or been like oh my god yeah you know and like not really cared about their work but just been like sad and depressed and like whatever they wouldn't have they wouldn't have ended up together I can I can definitely agree with that I don't know that you can feel that kind of jealousy that the vibes would make you think they would have like, the sexism would cause jealousy. I don't think you can work together like that if there is jealousy. Yeah. You know? I also don't... Th- it didn't seem like... I, I had no idea who these two people were until you yeah. taught me about them. But it didn't seem like, from what you said, that Pierre was even, like, that kind of guy. You know? Yeah. That he was... I mean, maybe... They, honestly, neither little, one of them were big. But he didn't seem very sexist or, like, whatever. He, yeah. He, like... I think he went with it and that that was, like, this how it was in that time and, like... But as soon as he got a little, as soon as anyone was being, was, was going to say something of like, hey, Marie should get um, credit for this too. He was like, oh, fuck yeah, she should. Like, she's done the same, if not more work than I have. Like, please bring her up here. Let her be a part of this. Neither one of them were big um, ego people, Mm -hmm. which I think 
was an, yet another thing they had in common. Yeah. And it allowed for those kinds of things to just not matter to them that much. Yeah. yeah they yeah, both, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, she got a lot more awards than he did, but most of them were after he died. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't think she even wanted them. They were just giving them to her. Yeah. She's like, well, I'll take it. Thank you. The, they. It was never the point. The acknowledgement is nice, but I just yeah. love sleeping by my radium at night. <laughs> it's... it's Please don't, Marie. Please put that away. Well, she already did it, man. I know. She already did it, and now the, she's like, dead. The, it was far more important to them to get money for the research that they needed to do yeah. than to have those awards. And so, like, the awards that came with money, mm-hmm. we can accept those. Yeah. But the ones that were just, like, just I think at some point, metal. like, before she went to America... I think France wanted to give her some sort of national honor so that she could basically she could go to America as like an honorable French citizen and as a representative of France. And she's just like, no, because <laughs> it's pointless. It didn't mean anything to her. So yeah. she was like, whatever. Can't do anything with that. And I think the like um, getting Pierre's professorship or whatever, mm-hmm. that was only good because it allowed her the resources to continue her research. It was not about... Yeah. And then she met her little sneaky link for a little bit, but oh, yeah. that faded fast. I'm wondering if that was just the kind of uh, two people coming together in grief. Why was he in grief? He... I think he knew Pierre and was like friends with him. <laughs> Obviously not the same level of grief that, she, grief that she was in. Yeah. But you lose your friend and you're sad about it. Yeah. You know? I think he was just kind of scummy or just, you know, yeah, it's I'm sure it's definitely so I kept it in there. I debated not even including it in the story, but I kept it in cause it's such a clear, like, Oh yeah. Literally women have always had to deal with this shit the whole time. Yeah. The like sexist bullshit that she was put through because of that. And like, she didn't even care because mm. she was focused on her own shit and like yeah. above it all. Yeah. But I was like mad for her. The idea that she like is going to win a Nobel, a Nobel prize again and not be, they don't want her to come accept it because she's a woman having an affair. Like, you know, yeah. if it was a man having an affair, first of all, it wouldn't have been worth publishing in your also, paper. How is it an affair on her end? She's not even That's married true. or with anybody. Why are you coming for her? But yeah. She's she the one who's married. Betray anybody. Yeah. You know, I think he, that wasn't the first and definitely not the last time he's cheated I'm on sure that woman, wasn't. on his wife. And Marie was just like, you know what? I'm kind of sad. So let me yeah. get this dick real quick. And I think any woman out there, any straight woman out there could relate to that. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't do nothing wrong. But I think, Mab, that I would love to have this kind of relationship. I don't like all the poison that's involved, mm. but in terms of them, Honestly, I don't like all the science that's involved. <laughs> I don't. Even the science. The amount of time in the laboratory is just a lot for me. You could write a really good, like, um, fanfic, you know, about that. Yeah. Like, things could get steamy. Again, you remove this poison, because that is, that's where you die. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't hate to be this smart, win a bunch of fucking Nobel Prizes, and, like, have a really yeah. smart husband. Discovering, the, they discovered two elements. So many things. They're in the it's history like, books of life forever and you, ever. I always think back and go back to, like, this might be a bit of a tangent, but I always go back to, like, ancient Greek philosophers and the stuff that they say, like, the Mm -hmm. stuff that Aristotle or whatever are saying. They're really, really basic things. Like, if you're just hearing about them in class, you're kind of like, well, duh. But they were the first people to say that. Mm -hmm. They were the first people to, like, boil down humanity to, like, these few things. And you're like, wow. And so the 
the early people who discovered elements, they were just discovering the shit that was hanging out. I know. They were like, oxygen, hydrogen. And you're like, great, congratulations. <laughs> Carbon. It was just laying there Love for it. you to find. Yes. I'm sure it was hard. I don't know science. Mm. But the idea of like, Not a, uh, a shit ton of elements already exist and I'm going to discover new ones. Hey, I think there might be new ones here. Insane. Yeah. And you you discovered like the craziest fucking ones. I know. The craziest yeah. ones. The... Um, the movie that I watched and the I read the book and then watched the movie that the book was based off of. Uh-huh. It did a good job of. It was not historically accurate. It was called Radioactive. <laughs> the book. Oh, hold on. Sounds like a history piece. The book is called Radioactive. Marie and Pierre Curie: A Tale of Love and Fallout. The the movie is just Fallout. called Radioactive. The movie is from 2019. It has um, Rosamund Pike. In it, the girl from Gone Girl. Oh, the girl, the Gone Girl from Gone Girl. She was a bitch in that movie. Um, she plays Marie Curie in this movie. Wow. Um, it does it inner interjects within the story examples of the use of radium later on, and so radium is used for great things like um, chemotherapy. Mm. It mm-hmm. helps cure mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. Does. Um, x-rays x-rays are great whips your body and no problem with that frizzy, but then it but also yeah. absolutely was used for the atomic bomb it was used in all these paint products and like yeah. dis- asbestos yeah just killing people Ugh. but yeah it, it it would have it would like take a break from the narrative of her life to have a scene of like the bomb going off in Hiroshima and stuff oh. like that so just like getting the full picture of did it what give any doing. insight into how she felt about that shit? Or she well, she really, was she didn't really care. She was dead by then. Oh, before they fully like got it off the ground. She, she was, was dead, dead before an atomic bomb was created. She was dead before World War Two. They didn't do that in World War One. No. What a lame war! It was new. World War One's rough. Literally, um, life is rough, Matt. Yes. I, I like them. them. I give them a ten out of ten. Ten out. Of, I do like them a lot, and I do. I, they didn't break up. No, he got fucking so, ran over by a horse. That's on me, really. It's not a breakup story. It's Although not. to be fair, a lot of them have not actually broken but up. It's still a tragedy. Oh, but to connect it to a, la- a previous story we've had, they are running in a very similar timeline. Particularly, uh, once they start doing their research and winning their awards, mm-hmm. they're at a really similar timeline to uh, Mary Pickford and. Douglas oh, Fairbanks. Oh, you think they, you know? they met each other? I don't know that they met each other. They might have, though. Probably. They'd want these Mary Pickford and... They might have met her. Oh. You know? Well, like, after Pierre those, died. Those huge parties. That's what house. I mean. If she oh. came all the way over there, they might have met her. They definitely would want a, want a selfie. Yeah. She also... Um, there's this uh, dancer and performance artist called Loie Fuller. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of her? Um, I think that she's gay. Well, that's good I'm pretty to know. sure she What's I her think name? she is. Lori L O I E. Lowie Fuller. She had this yeah, she's dead. She was uh, oh, alive at this time. time. Oh, okay. She had and She was gay at this time? That's in, that's impossible. She was fun. That's insane. I love Lowie Fuller, but I don't think she had any major relationships I don't know what we're gonna cover on the show but she had um one of the big issues that she had was she had this dance called I can't remember what it was called 
but it would like she was basically dancing with a sheet and making really cool shapes with the shape mm-hmm. sheet oh, sheet I'm so sorry and it had a lot of trouble with copyright laws that people would copy off of her dance and she couldn't copyright it because it was a dance it wasn't a narrative uh, oh. and I, like I don't know if you can copyright dances now or not but at the time you couldn't um, and she had a lot of trouble with that, but she was all about visuals mm-hmm. and she wanted the curies to make her a radium laced like outfit no, so that while she danced, they, they said no. Okay, good. But, and I don't think she ever did, but that like, they were, con- she was, uh, Loie Fuller was someone who was really connected in society and knew a whole bunch of different people and the curies oh. were also like that, yeah. so. Okay, for the sources, the book Radioactive that I mentioned earlier and the movie from 2019. The movie's on Amazon if you want to watch it. It's not, like, super accurate. It definitely changes the way that Pierre and Marie meet, and it changes a lot of, like, facts in the story. (laughs) But it does give you a visual of stuff. Like, that's why I like these movies. I don't think that they are true and watch them because they're true. But a lot of them do give you a visual clue, like, to help you understand what's happening and yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. it helps you visualize it like I gentleman guess. jack yeah who was marie curie that's more like a children's book but i listened to the audio version it was pretty helpful by megan stein um the radioactive book i'm sorry is by lauren redness and then i also read the book marie curie a life from beginning to end and that was by like an hourly history i think it's by a company not a person mm. there's also another movie called madame curie from 1943 i didn't watch it but it stars greer garson and she is very pretty 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 oh and then last but not least our intro outro song is feeling good by white hot from free beats io and we will catch you next month for the second to last episode <gasps> of, of the one. first season Woo! all right thanks guys goodbye bye, bye. bye. bye.